We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. WinBet is now live in all these states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game betting odds on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Waiver Wire Rider podcast on Rotoviz Radio. I am your host, Zachary Kruger, and today we're going to be taking a look at players who you should consider adding ahead of your Week 16 fantasy football playoff matchups. These suggestions are made based off of PPR scoring, so as always, be sure to adjust accordingly if you're playing in a different format. And you can certainly reach out to me with any questions you may have on Twitter at ZK underscore FFB. I will do my best to respond to as many tweets or DMs as I receive throughout the week. One note before we get into this show is that this show is being recorded before the games have been played between the Washington football team and the Philadelphia Eagles and before the game has been played between the Seattle Seahawks and the Los Angeles Rams. So some of these rankings are not quite completely set in stone yet, but we've seen enough games played. We have a pretty good idea of the picture of the week 15 season and we are going to go ahead and prepare for week 16 accordingly. Some of the things with COVID threw things off, but I think we will be good to go here. I also just want to add real quick that I will not be giving recommended fab budgets for this week's show in particular because I would assume that most people's fab is probably all but run out at this point in time. So use that to your best discretion if you do still have a little bit of something remaining. And then also we're going to be cutting the super sleeper segment from this show in large because there's only a few weeks remaining. People have already largely prepared their lineups for most of what could possibly happen. And it's just, you know, it's one of those things where there's not a lot of sleepers out there existing these days. So we're just going to run with the show doing quarterback, wide receiver, running backs, and tight end. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into the show. Looking first at the quarterback position, the first quarterback we're going to look at is Carolina Panthers quarterback Cam Newton, who is currently rostered in 22% of leagues. In Week 15, Newton and the Panthers lost in Buffalo 31-14. In Week 16, they get a matchup on the road against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. In that loss to the Bills, Newton completed 18 of 38 passes for 156 yards, one touchdown and one interception, while also rushing 15 times for 71 yards and another touchdown. He finished the day with 24.34 PP 
PPR, which is currently ranking as a quarterback three overall, again with some games still to play. But when it comes to Cam Newton, it's kind of worth noting that he has been less than impressive since returning to the Panthers earlier this season. He actually has yet to secure a win for the Panthers as a starter, but he has scored 20 plus fantasy points in two of his four starts, throwing four touchdowns with four interceptions while also rushing 41 times for 183 yards and five touchdowns in his limited action since returning to the team. Uh, I think that Newton could potentially be in another spot to be making plays again in week 16 against the Buccaneers. That's a very good offense that the Carolina Panthers are going to be facing. It wouldn't be surprising to see Newton have to throw a lot to keep the Panthers in this one. And of course, with Christian McCaffrey out, I think he always has a little bit added threat to run as well. Um, In week 15 against the Bills, he gave us a very good matchup with 24.34 points. As previously mentioned, the risk with Cam Newton is that he could also give you very bad games as we saw in week 12 when he totaled just 8.18 points. So he's certainly a player who you're kind of banking on that high risk, high reward paying off for you in the right way. I think maybe he can get that done against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So if you're looking for a quarterback to stream, I don't think he's a bad option, but he is certainly a risky option if he doesn't pay off in the way that we need him to. The next quarterback we're going to take a look at is Taysom Hill of the New Orleans Saints. He is currently rostering 6% of leagues, so he will not be quite as easy to come by as Cam Newton is. In week 15, uh, Hill and the Saints defeated the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 9-0. That was on the road in Tampa. In week 16, they host the Miami Dolphins. In that win over the Bucs, Hill completed 13 of 27 passes for 154 yards, no touchdowns, and no interceptions, while also rushing 11 times for 33 yards and no touchdowns. He finished with just 9.46 fantasy points on the day, which currently sits as the quarterback 24 overall. That's not all that surprising given the fact that the Saints did not score a touchdown in this game and what was really just one of many strange games in the NFL in week 15. As a matter of fact, uh, you know, the Buccaneers and the Saints both squared off in this game and in two games that feature very talented players on both offensive sides of the ball. Uh, the Buccaneers were unable to score and the Saints walked away with just three field goals in this one. So not a very impressive day uh, for either team offensively, but I think when it comes to someone like Taysom Hill, he is still going to bring a lot of what we kind of like when it comes to someone like Cam Newton who we obviously just talked about in terms of not only having that passing upside hopefully whether it's either by way of natural talent or even just game script but he also has that rushing upside as well uh, which which you know makes me really like Taysom Hill again as a potential streaming option this week against the Dolphins he had had back-to-back top 12 performances leading up to this game his rushing upside is clearly still there as he's rushing for double digits nearly every time he comes out Uh, he's someone who I like he's someone who again if you're looking to stream he's not going to be quite as available as Cam Newton but he's still out there in enough leagues where I think you could find him and start him if you're not loving your current quarterback situation in week 16. Now we're going to switch over to the running back position. We have two pretty exciting running backs to talk about here. The first one I'm going to get into is Miami Dolphins running back Duke Johnson, who is currently rostered in 2% of leagues. In week 15, Johnson helped lead the Dolphins to a 31-24 win over the New York Jets. In week 16, they traveled to New Orleans to face the Saints. In this win over the Jets, Johnson rushed 22 times for 107 yards and two touchdowns, while also catching his lone target on the day for an additional 20 yards. He currently sits as you overall running back one on the week with 25.7 fantasy points and quite frankly when it comes to Duke Johnson this is a completely unexpected game that has felt seven years in the making as the 2015 third round pick has really never quite lived up to what the fantasy community thought he could be if given the opportunity the hard part for Johnson has always been finding that opportunity in this case against the Jets he saw 23 opportunities which he turned into a total of 127 yards and two touchdowns it looks like he will finish week 15 as a top fantasy back Um, and then the following day he 
he was signed by the Dolphins to their 53-man roster, and he will certainly be a priority add for any team heading into Week 16. The one thing that I will say against Johnson, and it's not that I don't want to add him, I certainly want to roster him, but I think some caution needs to be used when approaching how you're going to prioritize him on your waiver claims, particularly if you do have to set a priority, uh, you know, setting it who you most want over another player. So uh, for me personally, Johnson is not the running back who I'm going to be prioritizing heading into Week 16 in this waiver wire period. That's going to be the running back who we're going to talk about next. In particular, um, I think it's still worth knowing that Miles Gaskin did have 10 carries in this game against the Jets for 54 yards. That is a substantial amount of work for any running back to see, um, especially when you're considering how it limits another back's upside. And I just think that, you know, also when you consider that they're going to be facing the New Orleans Saints this week, that maybe Duke Johnson is not quite as strong as a play as we want him to be. I would be certainly starting him if I have, you know, an underwhelming running back too. I would start him and hope that he gets there, but he's not someone who I'm willing to put 100% full confidence into just given the matchup, given the fact that Miles Gaskin is still on the team. He's healthy. I think that Johnson is certainly going to see work down the stretch, but he wouldn't be my top ad because the next player who I want to mention is someone who I think is going to see more opportunity over these next two games and could really have a backfield to himself. The running back who I want to talk about next is a running back who I am prioritizing over Duke Johnson, and that is Tampa Bay Buccaneers running back Ronald Jones, who is coming off a Week 15 loss to the New Orleans Saints by a score of 9-0, who now gets a Week 16 matchup against the Carolina Panthers. In that loss to the Saints, Ronald Jones rushed eight times for 63 yards and no touchdowns. He also caught both of his targets for another eight yards and finished the day with 9.1 fantasy points, which currently sits as the running back 25. After this game, Buccaneers head coach Bruce Arians said that Ronald Jones has a chance to perhaps do what Leonard Fournette did for the Buccaneers late last season after Fournette suffered a hamstring injury in the loss to the Saints, which is expected to keep him out for at least the next few weeks. If you remember back to last season, Leonard Fournette was kind of the backup for the Bucs for most of the year. Ronald Jones would down and then Fournette turned into playoff Lenny and then ultimately Super Bowl Lenny with his legendary playoff run that he had for the Bucks on the way to Super Bowl championship. Now when we're going to look at Ronald Jones, Arians says he's a chance to become what Leonard Fournette was to the 2020 team. He has a chance to be that for the Bucks in 2021 and I think that that could be a very serviceable role for him um, over the next couple weeks but even more particularly for fantasy managers who are looking to perhaps find that one player who may turn into a league winner. Uh, in addition to losing Leonard Fournette for perhaps an next couple of weeks with that hamstring injury the Buccaneers are down Gio Bernard who is currently on injury reserve and Keyshawn Vaughn the third or you know fourth string running back for the Bucs has really just not been that good in the time that he has received playing time so uh, the backfield for Tampa Bay is banged up Ronald Jones is kind of the most healthy and reliable back and then in addition to that the Buccaneers also lost wide receiver Chris Godwin to a torn ACL in the game uh, that they lost to the Saints and even Mike Evans could be out for a few weeks with the injury as well so there's a lot of offensive weapons overall who are down for Tampa Bay there are a lot of players who may not be suiting up in this week 16 game against the Panthers much less the Panthers team who they could probably beat without some guys like Mike Evans so um, I really like Ronald Jones he is my top waiver wire ad for these upcoming uh, final two weeks of the season where he gets the Carolina Panthers in week 16 and then he gets the New York Jets in week 17 which could really just be a complete blow-up spot for him and your fantasy football championships if you're fortunate enough to make it that far so I'm prioritizing Ronald Jones over Duke Johnson but they are my top two running back ads for this week. Colin Kelly here, the executive producer of the Road of His Radio Podcast Network and co-host of the Road of His Overtime Podcast, along with the phenomenal Sean Siegel. The wait is over, the NFL season is here, and there's no better time than the present to sign up for a Road of His NFL Pass. You'll get access to all of our content, all of our tools, 
everything you need to help you for that in-season success. As a loyal podcast listener, you can get yourself a 10% discount to a Rotoviz NFL Pass just by adding the code RVRADIO2021 at checkout. Go to rotaviz.com forward slash podcast for more information. Let's go get those championships. I hope you enjoy the podcast. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Now we're going to get into the wide receiver position, and the first wide receiver we're going to look at is Tampa Bay Buccaneers wide receiver Tyler Johnson, who is currently rostered at 1% of leagues. Again, the Buccaneers lost to the Saints 9-0. They get the Panthers in Week 16. This is a banged-up team that we are talking about here in their loss to the Saints. Johnson saw eight targets, which he turned into four catches for 41 yards and finished the day with 8.1 fantasy points, which is currently have him sitting as a wide receiver 39 overall on the week. Johnson, I think, could be a very solid add for Week 16 against the Panthers but he would likely be the wide receiver two in my opinion behind Antonio Brown. He could even be perhaps as low as a wide receiver three if Mike Evans, who again suffered a hamstring injury, he's being considered week to week right now, does in fact end up suiting up against the Panthers. So I think that Johnson is a smart add. I think he's also just a player who you have to monitor and make sure that the surrounding situation isn't one that's going to end up making him a useless player for you to throw into your lineups this week as you would likely have better options who you could start if Tyler Johnson does in fact end up looking like the wide receiver three for this week 16 match up against 
the Panthers on his own offense. So I do like Tyler Johnson. I think that he's a player who could potentially see that kind of eight target volume that he saw in the loss to the Saints. I think he could possibly see that again against the Panthers, but that's going to be something that's going to be reliant on not only Antonio Brown being on the field, which he in all likelihood will be, but then also Mike Evans, who could also be suiting up with a hamstring injury. My current expectation is I probably wouldn't expect Mike Evans to play, but we've seen him gut out performances before and take to the field with injuries where he's even sometimes uses just a decoy player, but he's still ends up taking snaps from other players so that's something to monitor I think but I do like Tyler Johnson I think he's worth an add and then a kind of a wait and see situation until we know whether or not he's actually going to serve any kind of meaningful role in that game against the Panthers. Next wide receiver who I want to talk about is Arizona Cardinals wide receiver Antoine Wesley. He is currently rostering 0% of leagues in week 15. The Cardinals unexpectedly lost the Detroit Lions on the road 30-12 to in week 16. They host the Indianapolis Colts. In that loss to the Lions, Antoine Wesley caught three passes for 19 yards and no touchdowns. He saw eight targets and finished the day with 4.90 fantasy points, which is currently good for the wide receiver 56 overall. We know that DeAndre Hopkins is going to be out for the remainder of the regular season season for the Cardinals. It looks like based on what we saw last week that Antoine Wesley is going to be the wide receiver who's going to end up seeing the majority of what uh, snaps may have been previously going to Andre Hopkins. He ended up again seeing eight targets on that afternoon. It's also worth noting that he narrowly missed a long receiving touchdown after he ended up catching the pass, but he failed to get both feet in bounds, which resulted in him not being given the touchdown that looked like it was a good score initially. Um, A little bit about Antoine Wesley, just so we kind of know what we're talking about here. He is an undrafted rookie free agent from the 29th. 19 NFL draft. He spent two seasons with the Ravens before finding his way to Arizona earlier this offseason. On the year, he has 11 catches for 132 yards and no touchdowns on 19 targets. I think that if he is going to, in fact, be this wide receiver who the Cardinals are going to be rolling out in place of Hopkins, I think he's probably a low end wide receiver three against the Colts this week. I don't think he's a player who I'm dying to jam into my lineups, but eight targets is pretty good. Uh, the, the, the Colts can give teams, you know, troubles. They're fighting for a playoff spot right now. They've been very good this year, so I think that. If it comes down to another game where the where the Cardinals are either trailing or at the very least having to keep up and keep score in a competitive game, I think that Wesley could have a little bit of value in this one. So uh, I like Antoine Wesley as a potential flyer in a deeper league. Again, I think he's a low-end wide receiver three, maybe a high-end wide receiver four in this Week 16 matchup against the Colts. Now we're going to get into the tight end position. The first tight end we are going to look at is Chicago Bears tight end Cole Komet, who is currently rostered in 25% of leagues. In week 15, Komet and the Bears lost to the Minnesota Vikings 17-9. In week 16, they hit the road to take on the Seahawks. In their loss to the Vikings, uh, Komet saw nine targets, which he turned into six catches for 71 yards and no touchdowns. He finished the day with 13.1 fantasy points, which currently has him as a tight end six overall on the week. The really nice thing about Cole Komet is that when it comes to being a tight end who's getting targets, he sees plenty of them. He currently has 78 targets on the year. He has seen six or more targets in six of the last eight games that he has played in. The bad thing about Cole Komet is that he plays for the Chicago Bears, who are not very good, and that he has yet to find the end zone as a result of being on the bad offense, and the fact that the Chicago Bears want seemingly any touchdown on its roster to find the end zone other than Komet, as Jesper Horstead actually had a touchdown in garbage time against the Vikings uh, this past week in Week 15, and we've seen Jimmy Graham also sneak his way into the end zone for a few scores. So when it comes to Komet, if you're looking for volume, I think that he's a great option. I think that the fact that he's seeing six or more targets in these last eight games is is very good for him. Um, I think that he's a player who can certainly get you to a decent tight end week on volume alone. Um, and he gets the Seahawks defense this week, who up to this point has allowed the third most fantasy points to tight ends over the last five weeks at 20.0, which also includes five 
receiving touchdowns. So I think that Komet is a player who is capable of getting you uh, good weeks based on his volume alone. I think against the Seahawks, it's a very good week to do that. Bad side is, is that obviously we know that he will certainly not be scoring a touchdown as it, I would suspect that he's not allowed to do that, which is why he hasn't all year. But in terms of a value, Matt, he's still a player who I want to be getting in on if I am desperate at the situation uh, at my tight end situation. So go ahead, Cole Komet uh, for week 16 against the Seahawks. The last tight end we're going to talk about today is Ricky Seals-Jones of the Washington football team. He is currently rostered in 15% of leagues. He has yet to play again in week 15 as he and the Washington football team will take on the Eagles later on today, uh, Tuesday. And then in week 16, they get a game against the Dallas Cowboys. On the year, Seals-Jones has seen 39 targets, which he has turned into 24 receptions for 238 yards and two touchdowns. He is currently averaging 6.0 fantasy points per game, which is admittedly not that impressive, but He's averaging just over seven fantasy points per game when playing without Logan Thomas, who is done for the season with a torn ACL. Right now, Seals Jones is a player who I am targeting for his Week 16 matchup against the Dallas Cowboys. We know that quarterback Taylor Heineke likes to rely heavily on his tight ends. In the games that he has played without Logan Thomas, Seals Jones has caught 3.71 receptions per game for 5.86 targets, and he has scored twice. Also over that span, he has had two top 12 tight end performances on the year with Logan Thomas out. So I think that RSJ, as I like to call him, could be in line for a couple of decent weeks down the stretch here. I think that he is a tight end who is probably better than a lot of the ones who are sitting out there on your waiver wire right now, but he's probably also gone forgotten given that he has been injured in the last couple of weeks. He did return last week against the Cowboys. Uh, he, he saw four targets and didn't really do a whole lot, but I do like him still as a potential volume option and favorite target of Taylor Heineke for the remainder of the season if you're struggling to find a tight end that's going to provide you any kind of consistency there's a chance that he could give you one big week um, down the stretch here so Ricky Seals Jones for weeks 16 and 17 since chances are your tight end already played in week 15 you likely won't be catching this until after their game against the Eagles is over if you're a new listener and want to learn about all the amazing tools and articles over at Rotoviz, be sure to head on over to rotoviz.com and subscribe to the website. New subscribers can save 10% at checkout by using promo code RVRADIO2021. That's going to do it for today's Waiver Wire Rider podcast. Be sure to subscribe to Rotoviz Radio wherever you listen to your podcasts and leave us a review. That always helps us out. Once again, my name is Zachary Kruger. You can find me on Twitter at CK underscore FFB. Thank you for tuning into today's show. Good luck with your fantasy playoff matchups, and I wish you good luck and a good day. Mm-hmm.